This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers to the movie Underworld only, with mentions and or references from The Vampire Diaries, The Originals, Akatar, Throne of Glass, Crescent City, and Terminator 2. For full list, please see show notes. There are also discussions surrounding loss of family members. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. And I'm Jessica Marie. And today we are discussing the 2003 cult classic Underworld. Starring Kate Beckinsale, Scott Speedman, Bill Nye, and Michael Sheen. And there's a lot of drama going on between just four of those people. Jessica Marie, have you ever heard of this movie? I heard of it, but that was the extent of it. I didn't know what it was about. It just looked dark and gritty. And this, I mean, it came out in 2003, and I don't think that's just where my mind was at 2003. Now, we on on the podcast, this podcast that we have here, uh, our little podcast, we have covered Twilight, right? We are talking about Twilight. We are talking about Underworld. There's a lot to say to compare and contrast these things. And I have to say that I love Underworld. I have a long history with Underworld, but the comparisons between Twilight and Underworld are just, there's a lot of them. They're, it's just so funny. And Jess, I know, like, you're a Twilight girly, right? I watched it. Yeah. I mean, granted, this Underworld episode is coming out before our Twilight episode, but, um, and so we dive into it more. But yeah, I liked Twilight. I, I read the books. I watched the movie. Um, loved the Vampire Diaries and the originals a hell of a lot more. Still do. Still do. So these two movies, though, they're both filmed with like a like a screen, like a lens over the camera so that it's like a certain color. <laughs> there's there's vampires, there's wolves, there's a blood feud, there's war. There's like, you know, love conquers all, maybe kind of, and and <laughs> like authority figures. It's it's all very similar, but I love Underworld. Uh, the series, this movie, yes. This movie, yes. Came out in 2004. Uh, contrary to what Jess thought at the time, because she and I watched this together when she was visiting me in Colorado, I did not see this in theaters. I did not. That part blew my mind. Yeah. So I was like, oh, did you see this in theater? Because you're always, you're always the one there, just like what you did in Moulin Rouge and just like drive me crazy. You're like there, you're watching and it's not going to be your love for a lot of these cult classics. And I guess that's why they call them cult classics. They're not ex- necessarily favored by critics. And you told me that too, even just today when we were going over our episode, you said, yeah, this was not liked by critics. I was like, of course it's not. What no. do they like? <laughs> not this. Not <laughs> not this. Which is which is just like 
I guess understandable, but kind of shocking. Just there's a lot of talent here. Uh, I was introduced to this movie through a friend of my boyfriend at the time. And that was really interesting. And so he introduced me to it. And then on the other side, happening at the same time, the same time was a friend that I had had in middle school that I was in a pottery class and with later on. And we were like, re I guess kindling our friendship and she gave me all of the blade uh dvds oh. so this was happening like concurrently i was like binging bl- the blade series and was also getting hit with underworld at the same time i am bringing all of this up to say that between underworld twilight and like the blade series all of that was happening like in in my youth specifically underworld stuck out to me because of kate beckinsale for a lot of reasons specifically though because she was this this badass female vampire clad in leather no hesitation like she shoots first like no hesitation defies authority like smacks the men like has has a complicated relationship with her father like this was the most relatable vampire character this is including i want to say the vampire diaries for me this is the most relatable female vampire character that i have come in contact with she was i mean everything everything about her character i think when you first, I mean, I had never watched it until we sat down on, on your couch and did this. We're clapping. My mouth's dropped open. I was in awe of who she is and what she brought to the screen and what she brought to this character. And we'll get into the fun facts later. But to know that she initially turned down this role and she's like, I'm not sure about this. Wild. Because she had only done period pieces. We'll, we'll get into it. And this kind of cemented her again. We're going to talk about this at the end as a like 2000s kind of like action girly, right? This was kind of between this and Van Helsing. Again, vampires. And I know Van Helsing was incredibly formative for a lot of people. (laughs) Uh, Just for the same reason that Underworld is incredibly formative for a lot of people. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, you know, she can do that. Um, But but her... uh, kind of status as an action girly in the 2000s is something that we are going to touch on at the end of this episode uh, because I will challenge you now to start thinking about five female action stars and name them by the end of the episode because we will discuss this. Okay, Jess, take me through a journey of this storied cast. I think... It's important to note that we have Kate Beckinsale is our lead. She is the lead of all things. She is the female main character and main character overall. She plays Celine, who is a vampire. We also have, and there's, there's so many characters, I will say, but some most of the key players in, include also there is Lucian. He is a lichen. That is how they refer to werewolves in this, um, this series and this movie. He is played by Michael Sheen. We have Craven, who is also a vampire. He's him. He's infatuated with Celine because Celine wants nothing to do with him, but he's kind of like overseeing the vampire clan right now. We also have a couple vampire elders who are in slumber right now. There's Marcus and there's Victor. Victor is the oldest and strongest vampire. He sired Celine, um, but he also has a complicated backstory that we'll get into. Um, 
And there's also the character Michael. Michael is human, but there's something very, you know, he's... He's not like other humans because he's not he, like other special girls. He's, he's not like not, other girls. He's not. He's not. Um, the werewolf want him. The lichens want him. And then Celine finds this out and she goes, "He's a human. Why are the werewolves? Why are the lichens thirsty for him?" And so she starts doing a little digging and finds out there. She 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 really doesn't find out just yet. She's just like they want him. Don't know why. I need to find out why. So she is tunnel visioned into tracking him down, wanting to know what everybody wants from him. He doesn't know what everybody wants from him. He just know he's be- he just knows he's being chased. And that is kind of how the movie starts. Kind of, kind of. Um, before we dive into the movie, though, uh, just as it fit the pattern. I was just going to ask you, go, Laura. Um, and if you are not familiar with the pattern, please go back and listen to like the first five minutes of our um, The Kingdom of the Feared episode. We kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, but the pattern is basically like if you, whether it's in a book and now we're learning in movies since we've brought it up, if kind of the plot or foreshadowing is revealed in the first, if it's a book, it's typically five, the first five chapters, um, or the plot, which we do find out, um, in the first few minutes of the movie, which it is because we open with Kate Beckinsale looking down at this town, figuring out, you know, and telling us a brief history that Lucian was a, and they say Lucian, which is like, Interesting to transition because, you know, we say Lucian from Akatar series for so long. Um, Lucian is, um, was head lichen and he's dead. And we're kind of getting a backstory of lichens, how they used to be controlled by the moon. Um, the oldest lichens have control of their shifting of ab- uh, abilities now. Um, and she jumps out of a tower after overseeing these people, lands feet first the agile creature she is and Whoa. walks and keeps owning you know strutting her way through this town uh, my note says the jump and walk with the cape because the cape billows out behind her uh she's incredible she's incredible kate beckinsale eats this role she's just amazing and uh yeah everything that jess said is absolutely right she is a death dealer that is their title and this has been going on this war between the lichens and the vampires has been going on uh for 600 years this blood feud and we will learn like why but yeah Celine is watching the lichens watch a human. And so it's very like who's being hunted here, who is the prey situation. So Ray's our, our big vampire, that's his real or our big lichen, that's his real voice. That's his real voice. Uh, mm. He didn't have to do anything. That is just how his voice sounds. Uh, Ray's and his buddy are stalking Michael, who is a um, like what? It, uh, it's not an intern. He's like a like a research a resident. assistant. I think he's a doctor resident. Yeah, oh, he is like an actual doctor because I yeah. know his doctor counterpart is Wentworth Miller. Yes, we will get we will we will get to we will get to baby <laughs> Wentworth. We will get to baby Wentworth. But my, Michael's got his ID. Like he's at the hospital. Like he's you know he's like doctor guy, and he is on his way home. He's being stalked by Ray's. Celine is stalking 
rays. It's a little, little, little train going on as we go down into the subway system. And what happens here is a massive shootout where all we witness is Celine being a fucking badass. Like she sees the lichen. She doesn't hesitate. She's shooting. She's not giving a fuck about her, like, casualties about what is going on. She's just on a mission. And I say that because a woman is shot as collateral damage and Michael uh, jumps out and saves her and tries to uh, like stomp the wound. Uh, he is doctoring. He is doc- doctor is doctoring. Doctor is doctoring. This is also important to say that um, Michael and Celine like catch eyes here. It's like a whoo, kind of moment, like slow-mo, like eyes, eyes moment. Love, love that. Uh, love that. And my, okay. I have a lot of favorite parts of this movie. Obviously <laughs> one, one of them, and I made a TikTok about it is when Celine like tracks down these lichens in the, in this tunnel, right? There's this, this whole like thing, Ray's is transforming and killing her partner, but she tracks down this lichen and she, she stomps him down. She puts her boot on his chest and she unloads a fucking clip into his head. And as she does that, the camera is on her face and her eyes turn blue and her fangs come out. And Jesse, you were sitting next to me and you go, Oh, she's a vampire. Because up until then, it is not like abundantly clear what she is, except that she is not human. No, it's there. There is no dialogue. It's just it just is very pure action sequences. The only thing we hear is um, Ray says bloods. So I'm like, ooh, bloods. Something's there. And then when we find out that there is a transformation into a werewolf, I'm like, so he's referring to the other person as bloods, which is vampire. Like I, I th- that connection. Um, but it's solidified when her fangs came out. <laughs> Yes, it's just like, oh, my God. And what Celine is doing is she's tracking the lichens and she hears like a, a shitload of them. She hears them like fighting. She hears like they're calling and everything. And that's when she goes back to decadent vampire headquarters and is like, yo, we have a serious, serious fucking problem because her partner was just uh, killed by irradiated like fluid ammo, which is like new. Uh, also... We have the introduction of Lucian, the reveal of Michael Sheen as Lucian. It is a mind fuck if you are just now going back to watch this, having having Bad Omens Michael Sheen as your reference point and going back to watch Michael Sheen as this like young shirtless werewolf. Ooh, Michael. He's also very gentlemanly and he has his accent and he's very like, you know, stickler on manners. And like he he's he's Michael Sheen to a T here. It's amazing. You had to point him out because I didn't know who I he was. I had to editor Sam as well. <laughs> uh, I was watching this with editor Sam. I said, editor Sam, who do you think that is? He's like, I have no idea. We were watching it on Amazon. I paused it. He went, oh, my God. That is so satisfying to know because when he he commented, you have to, she had, you can't tell her. She has to recognize it first as if like he was the one who knew it the whole time. He did not. He did not. He did not know. He did not know. Oh, it was. It was very, very interesting. So much fun. Okay. We have now, again, though, an introduction of Craven. I just love that his name is Craven. Like, come on. Could you be more on the nose? But like... <laughs> You know, subtlety, it, it's an art and it's not here. And that's 
fine. There is so much here. I love that Craven is just like, these are mangy animals. Like, you didn't actually see anything. The gaslighting that Craven does throughout this whole thing. And I just pinpointed it more. And this is an... This is one of those movies. I've watched it three times in the last week since Laura has shown it to me. And this has been a lifelong movie that she's been watching. Uh, and it is so interesting that you're, you're finding different tells each time because you're focusing on different things at each time also. Oh, yes. Yes. Because uh, when I was just had it on in the background today, I went... I was trying to pay attention to like a little bit of timeline. So Craven here is just like, Celine, like, come on. Why, why do you want to look into this? You didn't see anything. Like, come on, whatever. Stay in your the, lane. Yeah. <laughs> like the awakening is a few days off. Like we, we got shit going on. We're a divided house. You know, we got to come in here. And Celine, Celine goes, <laughs> stomp. Victor would believe me. It's just, it's so funny. And I bring that up because Celine was transformed into a vampire, made into a vampire when she was 19. So she's like this night, like perpetual 19 year old, just like, <sighs> daddy would believe me. It's just so funny. I, I, I think it's really cute. But, but then, Lucian's like, hundreds? Really? Like, you gaslighting little asshole? Because you're in on it the whole time. Oh, yeah. They're in that. That was another thing I was thinking of is because they were all in on it. Then there was a part where I'm like, you know, if we just communicated this, if there was communication, and if you didn't, if you let Celine in on some of this stuff, we wouldn't be where we are. Because even when she goes to wake Victor, and maybe we're not going to be entirely chronological here, um, we see uh, Craven's face go like, shit, that wasn't part of the plan. Because part of the plan is there's only supposed to be one elder uh, alive, an, an elder, an elder vampire alive, while two are in slumber. And the person who, the elder that was supposed to be awoken in this two days was Marcus, not Victor. Yes, and Amelia was supposed to come, and she was going to be put to sleep, and then Marcus is supposed to wake. It's a whole thing about leapfrogging through time, and the elders can do it, and they've been doing it for 14 centuries. So that is, that is, we love that. And that that's a good thing to, like, bring up here, because after, like, after Craven is just like, okay, fine, like, we'll take a team to, like, check it out or whatever, Celine, but, like, you're not leading it, like, stop off, whatever. Uh, Celine goes and, like, stares at the tomb, and she's just like, ah. Oh. And this is where we get Erica. And, you know, I I like Erica. <laughs> I, I like her. She's, I can't tell if she's a girl's girl. She's definitely looking out for herself, and she says that, too, because Celine's thinking, like, why, why are you helping me out? She's like, honey, it has nothing me. to do with you. out. Yeah, I'm helping me. Yeah, I, I love her. My note says Erica has schemes. She's like, look, Victor wouldn't want you down here, like, moping at his tomb. She's like, Victor would want me dealing with the threat. She's like, okay, fine. Get ready for the party. Amelia's envoy is coming. Like, you have to get ready for the party, whatever. Erica's style is great. She comes in in this dress a little bit later and this see-through black dress for Celine. Like, oh, my God. I would do a lot to see Kate Beckinsale in that dress. Oh, it was so, it was, it was the perfect dress. And I feel like if you are, if you're listening to this episode and you love Akatar, if you love Court of Nightmares, the, this is the shit you'd be seeing completely see through lace with like 
rhinestones in select places. Loved it. Yeah, it was absolutely stunning. Of course, she doesn't wear it. She doesn't wear it. It's fine. Uh, Celine is, she is looking at the footage from the camera that she picked up during the subway battle. And she is discovering that the werewolves were hunting Michael and that he's attractive for a human. And that's when Craven is like, who's attractive? <laughs> it's She's not talking about me. And he's giving off very much Arabin. If I can't have her, nobody can have her. And he just... And, and Victor even says, ooh, because Celine is very much like... and. And, um, and Craven is like obsessed with me. And Victor's like, ah, yes, tale as old as time. He wants what he can't have. So is your plight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, don't know what to tell you, girly. <laughs> it, it's tough. It's tough. This face, this beauty, this face, <laughs> Night's Tale. Uh, this, this is. Craven, Craven is so annoying. He's like, put on something elegant. He's he's Scottish, by the way, and his uh, his accent breaks a little bit. Put on something elegant and be quick about it. Um, but then uh, he's also he's like, you know, I wanted you by my side tonight, and this is where something's like, take Erica. She's dying to be by your side. Like, whatever. Let's <laughs> she, just be real. Selena has no time for Craven and his bullshit. And yep. but I mean, and then and then Craven keeps saying like, but everybody knows I have plans for us. She She's like, what us are you talking about? You are deluding yourself, sir. Sir, sir. And then he's he gives uh, Celine pr- uh, proposes a question. She's like, look, they were after him. And this is where Craven's like, look, other than a food, why would a lichen stalk a human? And then our movie goes, bah, 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 because they are doing science. And they have like lichen science, crossing out names, doing blood tests. We don't know what any of that means. There's a murder we, board. <laughs> yeah, there's a murder board. We will find out what that means later. But now we are introduced to baby Wentworth Miller. He has hair. He has hair, people. He has hair. He's so young. And he's here with Michael Corvin in the hospital. And they are doing like hospital things, talking about how good you did in surgery, guy. Great job. All with the lens. I think the lens threw me off from thinking that they were real doctors. And I thought they were just like lab techs or something. No, they're like residents or something. Because he says like, you know, we don't have a schedule. Like we're always on rotation. Like, so oh. I'm pre- I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty okay. sure they're residents. We have uh, Lucian. We have Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen being dirty. Michael Sheen in a wig. Michael Sheen having fangs. Michael Sheen being angry that uh, Michael got away, right? Angry that Ray's isn't sure if the vampires knew that they were stalking him. He's like, what the fuck, guys? Do I have to do everything my fucking self? Are and you he serious? Does. And, and he, he does. He he absolutely does, and he, and he fucking nails it too. And it's a really great scene. Um, we have uh, the Amelia's envoy talking about the survival of the bloodlines. That's important later. That's important later, right? And then we have Celine goes to Michael's apartment. We and he's like walking up, and there's the phone is ringing, and it's dark, and 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 he, yeah, I'll say I'll say it now. I'll say it now. Celine is creeping in his apartment and pulls out all these pictures, right? All right, listeners, Aquafay listeners, Jess and I watched the extended cut that is on Amazon. The things that are in the extended cut in Amazon are not in the original version. Something that is not in the original version is this entire 
backstory about his wife. This wife does not exist in the original that I have been watching my like entire life. So I've seen this one like five or six times, this version. Um, all of this backstory, all of him about becoming a doctor, about her accident, about what later on when he's like, if I knew, like I could have saved her. I'd All of it, all of it is cut. Michael has almost no dialogue in the original movie. His his like personality and backstory is given here in the extended cut and and it does not exist. So so, okay. so so your questioning of their romance is even more valid because there's even less reason in the original version. Okay. That would blow my mind because one of the first things before we started recording and I said like, Lord, should I wait to ask this or should like on the podcast or should I ask you now? And you can give me some back, like give me some answers later. And my question was, I go, I've watched this three times in the last week and I just thought I wasn't paying attention hard enough. So the, the third time I was like, I really have to focus. I didn't know. I go, why are they in love? Why are they infatuated with each other? Both Victor and Craven say at one point to Celine, why are you infatuated with him? So there was no backstory so even with the extended cut that i've seen i still didn't know or if it was just like that hyper focus that happens with vampires so knowing what you just said that you thought you were confused before you you thought you were confused now imagine the confusion without the extended cut would have even made like what what yeah it would have been it would i which also solidifies and we're going to jump to it. We'll, we'll get to it. Why you said, I understand the circumstances and the, the stipulations that Victor said, okay, these were your actions. This is going to be your consequence. This is your quote unquote punishment for accountability, more or less. So that makes even more sense that you were like, what? It's just. There's more that I, we'll we'll get into it. There's more. There's more. Uh, so so all of this all of this wife stuff is cut. But here he's like, you know, my wife. Okay, we'll get to it. But she she sees all these pictures of his wife. All right, whatever. Uh, he sneaks in, and Celine has a very Batman Christian Bale moment where she picks him up by the throat. What do they want with you? <laughs> what have you? <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> It's very Batman. It's very Christian Bale. Uh, but then what happens afterward is just an absolutely fucking fantastic, fantastic, fantastic um, chase scene. And the iconic scene where um, she shoots the floor out in front of the elevator. It's just amazing. Like it is, it is, I think, one of the scenes that I think of the most when I think of Underworld. It's just like her spinning in a circle, like shooting out the floor of this like Hungarian hotel or whatever her apartment building that they're in. And she just like drops down. Oh my God. It's amazing. You know, Mythbusters tried to prove this if it could really happen. And they said, no. <laughs> Can you imagine the ricochet? They say, you know, they say no, but they're not in this like old ancient Hungarian building. Like, come on, come on. You're not vampires with vampire bullets. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They're silver. You know, it is what it is. Um, I love it. I love it so much. And she drops down and it's like, bam, Michael Sheen, uh, Lucian is right there. And Lucian's like, hello, Michael. Bah. And the music, the music is like, bam, bam, bam. It's so good. Uh, and then Celine 
hesitates not a fucking second. She like walks down. She sees him. She sees Michael. And she's like, oh, what is this? Bam, bam, bam. And lights him up. It's so good. But and this is her confirmation from what we knew from the beginning of the movie where she's giving the voiceover that Lucien is dead. Like the basically vampires are just out to make sure like there are no lichens left. And so she that's when she's like and she and at this point. Lucian has bitten Michael, and we don't know this till later. Lucian and the werewolves are the still the only people at this point in the movie who who know why Michael is valuable. Celine still doesn't know that at this point. She just sees that's Lucian. I know him. I know he needs, he's not supposed to be here. So she now she has both a Michael who has been bitten, and she also knows that Lucian is alive. And now she needs to get Michael the fuck out of there. And then what happens is this awesome scene where Lucian like rips off his shirt and the music is playing. The music, I don't know if you catch this, says, I did it all for you, which is exactly what Lucian, he's doing this all for Sonia. Like he's doing it all for her. So the music is like, I did it all for you. And he's like, he's like doing this raw and and he's pushing the silver bullets out of his body because he's like one of the oldest lichens, right? He can do this. And he just raw. And then the music drops. The beat goes ba 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 and it drops and his eyes shoot open. It's so fucking good. Ugh. And he chase and it's a and this is the getaway chase. They're far ahead. He catches up and he jumps on the roof. You think he, they're gonna shake him off. They really don't, because then he gets his blades and he pierces through the roof into Celine and Celine keeps on driving but he also is like at least I got I mean he does eventually get off the roof he puts Michael's blood into a vial because Michael's blood is essential at this point of the movie uh, again it adds to what the the lichens know that the vamps don't have you seen Terminator 2 Judgment no. Day this I've never seen any dir- Terminators <laughs> this is directly this is homage so um, oh. the running the running and the jumping and the stabbing, even the stabbing in the shoulder is directly uh, homage to Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And uh, the director did a lot of practical like effects for this, for the fight scenes, because there was a lot of like computer stuff for the lichens. So the fight scenes he did um, without a lot of computer stuff. So this is Michael Sheen on one of them uh, treadmills, like going and like jumping. I find that even though this movie came out in 2003, a lot of the times when we cover a movie where like practical effects and pra- you know are, are mentioned and used, those tend to feel more classic and timeless as opposed to when CGI is the predominant um reliance of movies that we cover. Yeah, let's, well, we let's haven't see. gotten to that. We, it's all been like older stuff that we've covered. So, Well, yeah, but, you know, let's see what them, the Marvel movies look like in 20 years. Ooh, Ooh it'll look well, like they, They're not using practical effects, nope. that's for sure. Nope. Uh, Michael has one of the best reactions, I think, the most realist reactions, uh, because in this, in this, like, while they're getting, like, driving off about to get stabbed and stuff uh he turns to celine when they get in the car he goes what the fuck is going on and it's just like yes yes michael get some fucking answers because this is the first time that they are speaking after glancing at each other in the subway like this is their first dialogue 
And that things keep happening around him and he hasn't questioned any of it. But the second part that he goes from being super realistic from saying, what the fuck is going on to Celine finally just saying like, here's a fun fact. Werewolves and vampires are a real thing. You're part of a war that's been going on for over a thousand years or whatever it was. And now he's like, oh, okay. Well, do you need to get your shoulder checked out? Like, I guess you're a good, I guess you're a good doctor if that's your first concern was a vampire's well-being. Do no harm. Um, but yeah, he's like, you need to like pull the fuck over. Like you're losing a lot of blood. And Selena's like, back the fuck off. Like you thought, but then she passes out immediately. It's very funny. And then they, because they pass out, the car rolls into the water. Then they're trapped underwater. He obviously needs to breathe. So he, Where'd the gun? He didn't have a gun. I guess he took her gun, shot the window out so they can get out. He goes to resuscitate her. And I'm like, my guy, you just found out she's a vampire. You know, she's dead. Hey, that instinct. He has a head injury, right? It's that instinct taking over. Um, so she, she, uh, uh, Celine wakes up. They, she, he takes them under a bridge, you know, uh, Celine takes up, takes him to headquarters and he's, and he, Michael is having Lucian's memories, uh, through him, whatever. And this is where Erica's like, the whole thing is, bu- you know, the whole house is buzzing over your new pet. She's like, you'll turn him. You know, it's forbidden, the covenant. She's like, Craven wants you. Uh, meanwhile, Lucian tests Michael's blood. It's positive. All good there. He's like, the full moon's in two days. He'll come to us. It's all come to us. It's fine. Uh, now, Craven, Craven comes to Celine. And, like, yells at her. And then she's like, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, this is still Victor's house. This is Victor's house, my guy. So, like, he's like, oh, now it's Michael. Now it's Michael you want to talk about here. It's like, wh- why are you? <sighs> what? But here is a slip. Did you catch this? This With is a slip. This is a slip from Craven. Craven slip? I don't think I caught this part. Because, um... This is where Celine is like, Celine is saying like, you know, all of this stuff. And he's like, Lucian wouldn't be interested in a human for any reason. And and she's like, I know in her, because the camera cuts to her and she's like, she never said Lucian. But he, like, oh, okay. Because I remember him saying that, but I didn't put the fat, I didn't put the slip together. In my head, I was thinking about how he was referring to Lucian back from when we knew of him and his history. Right. But she's talking about like now because they're talking about Michael. And she's like, the Lycans are interested in Michael. And he's like, Lucian, why would Lucian oh. be interested in Michael? And that's and why they like, pan to her. To be like, she go- that's why they pan to her. Okay. Because she, she's like, I didn't fucking say it was Lucian, Michael. All right. And that's, that's when why she when goes she, to wake up Victor. She's like, oh. And I think Craven oh. knows because then she was like, she was getting her receipts because when she's looking at all the history books, she goes, all the history books say that Craven is the one who killed Lucian. But if he knew that, if he was the one who killed Lucian, why is he bringing up Lucian now? Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact who I saw with my own two eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Okay, fine. Because he also tries to fucking get he, as in Craven, gaslight Victor when Victor eventually wakes up. Because we're also going to get into that part of like Celine going to wake up Victor and say like, "Oh, Daddy, like help me." Um, 
because he's like, don't listen to anything Celine's saying. She's a little wackadoo right now. And I don't know if that's, you know, you want to listen to a woman like I'm the one who oversees everything. Yeah, no, for real, for real. Especially because he is, because Craven is so angry because Erica creeps, Erica's creeping in, in Celine's room and Michael wakes up and she like kisses at him and like jumps up on the, on the window or whatever. Cause she realizes that she, he was She's bitten, bitten. Mm-hmm. bitten by, yeah, he was, he, that was a werewolf bite and it's not just her human. Yep. So he flies out the window and Craven and Celine come running in and this is where he smacks the shit out of her. Like, he goes, wha-bam, and he smacks her, and she is so angry, she goes to the firing range and is just, like, letting it all out. And and uh, that, I don't even know his name, Rigel, maybe, her, the friend, the guy, is just like, I hope you're never mad at me. Damn. Like, <laughs> it reminded me of the Bryce scene where she's at the gun range. I was like, absolutely, this. Absolutely. And this is where we get the silver nitrate rounds. Um, he copied the lichen rounds. Which is so smart if you think about it. If, and like, this is where it line aligns with, you know, vampire and, um, and werewolf lore about silver bullets, but like, they're not just any silver bullets. They're silver bullets with silver nitrate. So even if when they hit the target, the, the liquid silver permeates through their bodies. So they can push out the bullets all they want. It's already like they're dying. Ain't nothing to dig out is what he says. Oh, it's so good. We have our our secret meeting between Craven and Lucian in the rain, in the dark, switching cars. Secret meeting, yelling about Celine and a human. And Lucian is just like, I don't what the fuck. Fuck off, dude. Shut up. Shut up. It's like I've laid low long enough without me. This is Michael Sheen. Without me, you, Craven, would be nothing. Like, which is so true. If he didn't lie low, Craven wouldn't have, like, gotten the ranks, the notoriety and everything that he's had since since Lu- Lucian, quote unquote, died. Yeah. He's like, the human doesn't concern you, which would be like, OK, it really concerns me. Like, yeah, right. right? It's like, good job, Michael Sheen. I believe you. <laughs> it's OK. Uh, but this is uh, this is where. This is where Celine is digging into the forbidden history, right? She breaks open the book. We have all of our history and talks about how Craven cut the skin from Lucian's arm and then he burned the castle down and Victor believed him. And that's why he claimed, uh, climbed rank. This is also where Erica tells Celine that Michael's been bitten because she doesn't know this yet. And she's like, uh, did, did Craven put you up to this? And she's like, fucking, fucking no. No, no, no. Like, this is real thing. So this is kind of like a girl's girl situation. But it is also like she is working on her selfish interests, but also being a girl's girl in this moment. Yeah. Because then because she's all her her selfish selfish interests uh include being Craven's number one. She wants to be his number one consort, you know, vampire queen, all that. And she withholds that information. And because Celine does not disclose that information. She'll, she goes to Craven. She goes, I told Celine, I gave her, like, I gave her a chance and I should have told you sooner when I knew. Yeah. Which, like, if you're going to play the game, at least play it like that. At least, like, try. You know, she's not, she's not being brutally backstabbing. She is, but in a, I, I, I shouldn't say, but in a way. She is also 
well, she's a vampire clan. And all yeah. of them at this yeah. point, it's very, again, go back to the vampire werewolf lore we know. Lichens with lichens, vampires with vampires. They are both mortal enemies. At this point, what Erica knows is there's a werewolf roaming around. And our number one duty, especially this clan, is to exterminate lichens. Yeah, that is their job. That's their mandate. They have to keep the bloodlines clear. All of that. It's it's forbidden. The covenant. All of it. All of it. Uh, we have a Michael confides in Adam, and Adam is just like, "Okay, I'm going to help you, my guy. I'm going to help you, my guy. I'm going to call the police. I'm going to get the police because, like, because um, Michael is just like, she took me hostage. Aren't you paying the fuck attention? And, they got, and Adam." What baby went with Miller. It's like, are you sure this wasn't a dog? Michael's yes. like, it was a man. Yes. He was like, he's like, if you say so, all the more reason to get the police involved. But the police are corrupt because they're lichens. Yes. Yes. They are lichens. So there was like a, this chase that happens. It's very fun. It's very fun. Uh, Celine activates Michael is my note. Activates Michael or activates Victor? Exactly. This is exactly this is exactly what what I mean. Um, I still try to make a love connection between them, and I'll talk about this later. So even in my notes, it's like, see, she's it's Michael. It's it's not. It's Victor. She has more of a connection, like with Victor, than she does with Michael. Yeah, like, I, like that father daughter connection. I buy ten thousand percent their love story is non-existent. I still don't understand what love story is. It reminds me, who remember, I mean, it's a hot take, but when I won't disclose the book on this episode, um, where we had said they fell in like with each other and then yes. were completely obsessed. That's, but like, what was there to like about the other person? She literally, he saved her, she saved him. Okay, now we're like making hard eyes at each other, I guess. I guess. But here... Celine is she she wants her dad. She wants her dad. She wants Victor to help her to tell her everything's going to be okay and to give her guidance. So we have this scene where she organizes her thoughts in the bathroom with the steam like woof. Please forgive me, but I desperately need your guidance. And she's like, as far as I know, uh, an awakening has never been attempted by one such as me. It's only done by the elders. This is because the elders organize their thoughts better. And this is where she tells Victor about Lucian and about Craven being in league with him in this like memory thing while she's like giving him his blood and like activating the tubes, <laughs> the tubes and giving him like the cape. Yeah. And I guess like part of the whole elders bringing other elders to life is because they have that like thousand year knowledge that is all chrono chronologic organized and she doesn't have that same like they didn't pass her any knowledge she's just waking victor up with the knowledge that she knows that she shares she's like i just feel like i need somebody in my corner right now and who's going to be in my corner my dad because he saved from her knowledge he saved her from like a really shitty time she, her whole family died she was left alive and she was sired by him to avenge their death that is what she knows. Yes. She also knows that Michael shows up at headquarters screaming into the screaming what into the, the intercom. Fuck was that? I want to talk to Celine. He was like, I need to talk to Celine. And everybody like whoops their head. This your guy? This is your human? This is who you're 
Panty this is your over. man. This is your man. <laughs> I'm a stick by him. <laughs> and she what? She did. She walked outside and she goes, not here. And they drive off again. <laughs> but first she drops the bomb. Well, like, now that Victor's awake, you cannot banish me. We'll see what he has to say about it. And Jess, this is where you're like, Craven's face just goes, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. I, I, every time she pisses him off and doesn't let him gaslight her, I fucking love it. I, I, you know, you saw, I was clapping on the couch. I'm that person who claps. I never clap in a movie theater, but I clapped at this fucking movie. It's so good. So then what happens next is like a bunch of stuff like kind of happening all at the same time. So Celine takes Michael to a safe house and it's there where she drops the lore about like the thousand thousand year old blood feud. Like you're lucky that you're not dead already. Our, our diseases are deadly. No one has ever survived a bite from both species. Ba-ba-bum. And also, uh, you know, you're not going crazy. These are Lucian's memories. She drops stuff about, like, cloned blood. Like, all of this stuff, you know. Uh, you know, why do you hate them? And then she gives the Victor story about how Victor saved her. And then he gives his wife's story, which I'm not even going to touch on because it doesn't even like exist in the original. And it doesn't exist in the original movie. Um, so all of this stuff, you know, whatever. Um, she, he asks who started the war. She says them. Research is forbidden. And then, and then he's like, I want to go with you, which is the first moment where you're like, okay, okay. Uh, and then they kiss, but but that kiss is used for her as a distraction to handcuff him. So I buy that. That I, buy I that. bought. That yeah. was the most believable part because when he leans into it, he realizes he's like, oh, fuck. She yeah. pulled a number on me. Yeah. And then she leaves him a gun and says, like, look, you're going to transform, like, you know, shoot yourself. You maybe won't. It's, it's all going to suck. It's all going to suck. So while that is happening... Uh, Craven goes down to the the tombs and he's like looking around for Victor. And then he starts yelling at Erica because Erica's like, I told her, I told her I should have come to you. And then we have the, what's this ruckus? And their faces, their faces are so good. And they turn around and immediately bow. And it's all this tubed up Bill Nye. I love him so much. Oh my God, the makeup. And if you're a fan of the Vampire Diaries, think of when they're in that cave where they don't have access to any blood in there. Essentially. So this is what's kind of happened to the elders. They've kind of dried out. But blood will bring them back. So they're just getting pumped up with a lot of blood right now um, so they can feed and they can be at their full power and potential because they are elders. They are the most um, powerful and oldest vampires we have. And Bill Nye eats this role. Every single scene, he fucking steals it. He is just amazing. He, 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 uh, Craven is just like, you know, my lord, like, maybe you should rest. He's like, I have rested enough. Let Celine come to me. I need to talk to her, like, whatever. And then that's when Craven is just like, yo, 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 like, Celine, Celine fucked up. Like, it is not your turn. Like, Amelia is coming to wake up Marcus. It's not your turn to rule yet. You're a century early. Like, I know. Like, it wasn't so, like this whole time, I feel like you heard about, you know, the awakening is in a couple of days. Marcus is going to be awake, but you didn't know the impact till this moment that it was a hundred years that. That's how early he was. So Marcus would essentially rule for a hundred years, 
go back down to sleep and wake Victor up and knowing like the fact that there will be two people awake because that, you know, that's still, we still got to follow the sequences. Marcus still needs to wake up. Um, It's interesting to know that, that how that will unfold. I also do love that one of the elders is a female, Amelia. I I hate that she dies here, um, but there is a prequel. So we do visit Amelia again, but I, I love, I loved that she was one of the elders. I just, it was unexpected uh, when I was watching this, when I was little, I say little <laughs> when I was younger, uh, I was just like, oh, damn, cool, 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 cool. I feel like that would be expected now in 2023, mm-hmm. like, but to have an elder back when this movie came out be female, I mean, anything that was female centric in 22, when this movie out, movie came out 2003, that was unheard of. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Let's see. What do we have? We have uh, the lichens. The lichens are in a plot with the vampires to go assassinate Amelia. So that plot is taking shape while Celine, Craven, and Victor have their initial confrontation. So Celine comes back to the manor after she leaves Michael, like, chained up or whatever, and she like bypasses Craven and she gets in there to talk to Craven and closes the door. And closes the door. And then like that's where Craven's like, oh, like she beat me to it again. And then this uh, and then he says, like, you will tell him exactly what I say. Smack. And she's like, No, you thought. No. Like, bam, I'm break your nose. Um, but this is where we have the father-daughter interaction. This is where Bill Nye just eats it up. This is where Kate Beckinsale plays a young daughter very well in this scene so bill nye starts off this is his victor he's like my child like obviously he's very happy to see her he's very concerned he's like you know uh how are you jess you brought this up he's like i'm being hounded by craven he's just like yeah yeah like whatever you know Tell me why you think Lucian is still alive. Like, let's get down to business to defeat the Huns. Like, let's do this. Um, and then, and then he is fucking done with it. Then he's mad. And then we have angry daddy and, and she gets yelled at by dad. And that is really something. And and it's all, this is why we have a sequence. This is why we have an order. You are not, you do not have the power or the relevance right now to be the one who wakes me up. You kind of went, yes, you, you went against vampire authority and not just, and not in like a small sense. There is a reason that we've kind of been the superior paranormal beings for over a thousand years and you done fucked it up and now you got to fix it. Yeah, you have to fix it. You have to collect the proof. Yeah. And then after this, Craven comes in, throws her in a room, locks her up. Um, he's like, you're not leaving here till I say so. And she's like, whatever. Like, whatever. Whatever's going to happen. She's very, she doesn't try to escape. She's very much like, whatever happens, Fine. happens. Yeah. I'm just like exhausted right now. <laughs> 
Because she's really hurt because he yelled at her. He's like, I love you like a daughter. This is Victor. I love you like a daughter. But you give me no choice. You must be judged. Of course, for Victor, this is full circle for him. This is like the second time he's had to do this. And he's like, you know what? Uh, Craven will collect proof. He's the one that hasn't been tainted by an animal. Again, this is like, again, coming full circle for Victor with his own daughter. Um, But then this is where... Uh, Celine just like drops, just drops a bomb. She's like, oh, oh, Craven, BT dubs, BT dubs, BT dubs. Did you have the guts to cut the skin from Lucien's arm or did he do it for you? Okay, bye. And it, and it was a way that let him know I'm on to you because no yeah. one's going to, nobody, because there were other people around. It wasn't just a one-on-one thing. And he was, and, and it was said in such a way, like the only person who knows I know the truth and it's going to come out one way or another. Like I'm over yeah. your bullshit. I never believed it to begin with. You fucked up and we're going to prove it. Yeah. And we are going to prove it. But Craven is still scheming. He schemes. He schemes. The pickup teams are switched to go pick up Amelia. His loyal team is going to go do it. So that is happening. While that is happening, Erica is pulling the alarm, giving Celine guns, and Celine's like, why are you helping me? Like, I, I was just going to sit here. Like, it's fine. I was crying over my dad. And Erica's like, I am not helping you, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. I'm helping me. And let's note that by this point, Erica has been hooking up with Craven, even though Cra- like, e- Craven likes Celine. Celine's not giving him the time of day, but Erica is hooking up with Craven because she likes him. She wants all these things. And even everything that she's doing, everything she's just like, I don't want to say devoting herself to him, but like, you know, when we get in those crush phases, we kind of want, you know, sometimes we dote in the wrong direction. And she overhears Craven say, you know, basically saying how Celine's still his number one and he's going to, and she's going to be his vampire queen. And Erica was like, fuck this so that's so she so it was really like get out of here go do what you need to do so you can just like so i can be number one (laughs) yeah it's like go just go and she does and we love that because we have another fall out the window walk away shouldn't have a cape this time but still i love it love it uh michael still chained up getting all of the memories right he he's getting all of lucian's memories and celine comes actually shoots him out of the chains, which is funny because he couldn't do it earlier. But there's there's an attack. And this is, again, so real. Uh, They're being attacked. And she's like, jump, jump, jump out the window. And he looks at her and goes, are you fucking kidding me? Again, this is like there are not a lot of dialogue. Because, again, a lot of the the wife stuff, all that wife stuff got cut. So this is like their third conversation. And second, what the fuck? And now they're in love? Yeah, so he he jumps out the window and he has reflexes, but he's taken by the police and you know the poli- the Lycan police to take him to Lucian, and he's in the back of the car. And this is where we have just a great werewolf transformation scene. His nose starts to bleed. We have the internal like breaking. The music is amazing. It's like it's good and it adds to the fact that once again the movie feels timeless because the music doesn't feel dated i mean everything that we listen to everything we've seen um aside from the werewolf cgi but we both had agreed that like werewolves are kind of hard in general um i i can you can see this movie being made now yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. So while that is happening, Celine realizes that the doctor 
the doctor that's been doing all of the lichen science, is still alive, and she takes that doctor and throws him before Victor, and we have a big ass confrontation there, and it's so satisfying because she. I mean, it's a timing thing because it's right as Craven is telling is telling Victor she's, you know, she's out of her mind. What is she talking about? Like he, she really needs, I don't know where she thinks she's going to get this information. She's, she has left this. Is, I know you asked for her, but she left. She, I don't know what she did, but she didn't listen to you. And she comes in and she like, I told you I'd be back. And I told you I'd bring receipts. Tell him what you told me and why I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm right, basically. Yeah, while I'm right, while I'm fucking right. And he does, and he gives us a little backstory. They're searching for the heir of the Corvinius clan, and Victor's like, there's one not three feet from you. There's one of the heirs right there. And the doctor's like, yeah, he's already a bat. And then he's like, this is also a story, which is funny because Victor's like a legend. But then it's like, oh, but one of them's right there. So it's not a legend. So it's it's fun. He's like, yeah, you know, one of the brothers was bitten by bat, one bitten by wolf. One had to lock the lonely, lonely road of humanity alone. Um, so because of the virus, there's like this virus that, you know, made sure that they didn't die. It's, it's, it's this whole plague situation. A three cell platelet perfect union situation. Yeah. And the virus is, they need the purest blood that hasn't been tainted. And this is how we, and where we find out that Michael has his, like, prior to being bitten from Lucian, his werewolf blood had been dormant this whole time. Yes. So we, so. All of this, all of this is going on. Lucian injects himself with Michael's blood. Love that. Love that. Um, he's like, okay, 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 okay. But the the conversation that is happening here, this doctor is like, listen, listen. Like, Lucian is dead according to whom, my guy? The according to whom was so great because Victor's like, he's dead. He's dead. According to who? And they look. And they pan to where Craven was, and Craven is jetted out because that's where that solidified. Who's who told you that Lucian was dead? And as we know from all the research that Celine was doing, it what Lucian wrote history. History is written by the victors, right? So of course he's gonna. Yeah, Lucian died. I killed him. It's great. Everything's fine. And we know because Craven and Lucian are working together, that is not the case. They have been orchestrating all of this for over a thousand years. And uh, this is where the doctor says, wait, 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 you and you alone will know the truth of this. If Lucian is able to get an elder's blood like Amelia's and inject it along with Michael's blood, then you would get half vampire, half lichen, but stronger than both. And this is um, this is Victor's greatest fear. This is a contamination of the bloodlines. This is heresy. And this is where he says, like, listen, Celine, absolution will be yours. I am sorry that I doubted you. Craven's going to pay for this. All you have to do is go fucking murder Michael, which to me would be like that gang gang. I don't know this guy. And based on all the information that she knows, because Again, at this point, Victor is her sire. Victor saved her from the werewolves. 
the from what she knows the werewolves who killed her family and she's like well if this if this is like this is it this is how i my cherry on top of everything this is what i've been working for for towards all these years yeah and it's like whoa but then in comes the security team and it's like yo amelia's been bled dry the 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 envoy's been assassinated like they're gone and this is where victor's like fuck and the doctor's like, it has begun. Yeah, manically laughing. <laughs> yeah, Which manically is so laughing. Funny, where then Victor's like, shut him up. Shut him up. <laughs> ha, ha. Love it. Love it. Uh, while that is happening, Michael wakes up in the uh, Lycan headquarters, essentially, like strapped to a table, and he gets all of Lucian's memories. In a way, Long story short, but probably not. You, we find out the history of the relationship between the lichens and the vampires. And we know that the lichens were like daylight guardians of the vampires. They were protectors of the vampires. Um, and they were slaves of a sort, but they, they let, it was just kind of like a, I want to say symbiotic relationship, but not really because they are slaves. Um, that being said, Lucien fell in love with Victor's daughter. His daughter's name is Sonia because Victor is so hell bent on keeping the bloodlines pure. He killed his own daughter in front of all the lichens and all of the vampires specifically Lucian, the love of his life, so there would never be any hybrid situation of both vampires and werewolves. So he, and this is where we also learn, flash forward a little bit, um, that, and, and we'll also revisit it towards the end, that Celine reminds Victor of his daughter, Sonia, Sonia, who he killed at like at the expense of his, him not wanting to, there to be hybrids, and so really, um, Lucien, like Victor, started this whole war between the clans. And Lucien, his whole thing is he is putting an end to this conflict, right? So he injects himself with Michael's blood. He's waiting on Ray's to come back with Amelia's blood. So this is key. He doesn't get Amelia's blood. He gets like half. <laughs> he gets Michael's blood. That's it. So he isn't able to make the full transformation. So that that is, that is really something. Uh, but then Craven shows up. In the middle of this, like, lovely, like, confrontation, this, like, revelation about, you know, wars and all of these things, Craven shows up and is like, dude, what the fuck? Like, Victor's awake. Things are going down. I'm in the sewer with you now. Shit. Yeah, our, our plan has gone to shit. How do we make this up? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you know what? You know what? Let me just fucking work. Let me, let me work, Craven. When this is over, you'll have an ironclad PD with, peace treaty with the lichens you know like none of this this just let me work let me work let me do my thing and craven is like um bet bang bang and shoots up lucian and i, I mean, was i remember not expecting that i remember being like oh and he shoots him with the silver nitrate bullets so right on impact you know like at this point you know lucian lucian's dying whether it's a slow death or like long death or slow death or quick death we don't know we 
at this moment, but you know what's happening. Yeah, you know what's happening. But then the music starts to really build. It's like, and uh, we are like gunshots in the distance. And this is where we have that really excellent shot of Celine uh, just like jumping down, like into the little like sewer, like landing and just like fight. My note says giant fight montage. And that's essentially what it is. Uh, That feels like this through the end of the movie is just a giant montage of fight after fight, vamp on vamp, vamp on werewolf, werewolf on vamp, werewolf on each other, werewolf on hybrid. Everything's going so crazy. Everything's going so it's wild. wild. Uh, so uh, Lucien, so while this fight montage is happening, and it's excellent, I'm not diminishing it, but we don't have to dwell on it. Uh, Celine is like flipping over. There's guns happening. It's, it's, it's really, it's it's excellent. It's excellent. Uh, Lucien wakes up during this, and it's important that he wakes up because that plays an important part later. Um, but a bunch of side characters are dying. A bunch of guards are dying. Victor appears. So we get shots of Victor, like in full regalia, like back to his full strength with his sword, fucking just like he's do- he's doing it. He's unaliving the lichens with the grasp of his hand. Yeah, just like one handed. He's like, oh, you thought? You thought? And then he just does it. And then he, and then Bill Nye. <laughs> Hisses, does his <laughs> hey, vampire hiss, Bill Nye. My God, you're amazing. Please know we, when I went out to Colorado, we were hissing at each other that moment on. We were just, could you imagine if we just randomly hissed at each other? Oh, I could never be an actor. I could never be an actor. Oh, uh, while this is happening, Celine rescues Michael, right? She shoots his, uh, his, uh, cuffs off again. Lucian sees the kiss. This is the full passionate kiss between Michael and Celine, which again doesn't make sense, but it's happening. And Lucian sees this and he's like, Oh, there's something here I could maybe work with, <laughs> which is, you know, lo- love that. Love that for, for all of us. Um, Craven is wandering around trying to find his way out. Celine and Michael are wandering around trying to find their way out. They run into each other. You know that look on her face because the door opens. Craven's looking at her and Michael and she's looking at Craven and she's like, oh, shit. You Michael's know, because like, he knows what? who it is. <laughs> yeah. Michael's like, what's happening? What's going on, you guys? And and again, this goes with the thing that you love where you're like, if like the thing you're doing the damn thing the entire time. Act first, question later. And that's that's what Craven does because he knows who Michael is. He goes, mm-mm. And he just, like, puts two right into him. And, and she's like, she isn't Celine. She's like, of course he's shot. Now, you know, because Craven's still butthurt about everything. Um, so now he's down. They do the damn thing. You know I love it when they do the damn thing. And Craven just shoots Michael the fuck up with the silver nitrate. And then, and then we have Craven's, like... Uh, his his like Scottish his Scottish accent breaks here. You know, let me tell you about your your precious. You know, Victor killed your family, family, family. I can't do the Scottish break. Um, but this is where we get Craven telling Celine about what Victor did. He's like, I cleaned it up. How you? Why you think? Why you think I was his right hand man and stuff? Like I I was his secret keeper. Like, I kept this. I kept his secrets. I kept this from you. Why would I lie about this? Yeah, like, come on. He's like, come with me. And she's like, you know, I hope I live long enough to see Victor choke the life out of you. He's like, I bet you do. I bet you do. 
Um, but then uh, he, Lucian crawls up out of nowhere. <laughs> By and, Jim. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. First, he stabs Craven oh, yeah. uh, right through the leg and, like, you know, cripples Craven for a second. So Craven can't go anywhere just for a few minutes because Craven will flee. Um, but then, yeah, he's like, Bite him, bite him. And then the bite that Celine gives Michael, I think is a really good like vampire bite. Like it's like the teeth and then the skin like kind of pebbling and the, str- I, I like it. I think it's a good shot of a bite, but uh, Celine does, she does the, she does the thing and she bites him and, and Victor, <laughs> Victor shows up and he's like, fuck me again. What? And he he rips her off of him and like throws Michael through a wall. Um, Craven leaves, and then we have what I think is a very funny moment from Bill Nye because it's supposed to be very emotional. It's supposed to be like you. It wasn't the lichens. It was you because he he uh, Victor was like crouching down and like I'm sorry. Like are you okay? Whatever. And she's looking at him like. It was you, and he stands up. And he's like, "Well, fuck. Here we go." Um, he doesn't beat around the bush. He he's no. like, "Well, it's out. It's out there now." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I did, and I do it again." But don't you think it's a fair trade? This life that I've given you, and part of me is like, "It's it's not not a f- fair trade." I mean, I know. I mean, it's. I don't want to say it's spoilery. I think we've had the discussion that if we had an option to be supernatural in certain capacities it's hard to say no especially if we want to go back on the original version of this where we have no backstory they've he said what the fuck twice and like shared a longing glance (laughs) yeah like um but bill nye's reaction to this to this like it was you you he's just like I loved my daughter. It's just so funny. Because you can tell he's just like, ugh. Just like, I loved her. I did. I I did love her. He's like, but the abomination growing in her womb uh, was a a sin against the covenant. And I was forced to protect the species and I'm forced to do it again. This is that full circle again. Um, And then what follows is uh Michael's transformation, which is very cool. Michael transforms. He's like black and he's very fast and strong. His like rib cage is up. But what follows is Bill Nye absolutely fucking eating this fight sequence. Oh, everything's good. I, I'm also convinced that Michael in his hybrid transformation, it was probably the beginning for a lot of monster fucker romances being written because I had never seen a hybrid before us outside of like the vampires in the originals. I was like, oh, okay, I could see it. I could oh. see it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's, it's good. It's a good transformation. Michael looks good. He's black. He's got um, like claws. His eyes are black. He's like, breathing like heavy he looks amazing uh, and this fight with victor is great bill nye is just like the the the, the punches the wire work all of it all of it it's just it's so 
fun. And, uh, Victor loses for a while and then, and then, uh, Michael loses for a while, then wins. Um, but then vampires come in and start shooting up Michael while Victor kind of like gets a reprieve. And that's when Celine comes in and kills those, uh, vampires that are shooting at Michael. That's where she's made her like line in the sand. That's where she has chosen Michael. Uh, and this is where Victor like punches Celine like out. And that's what sets off Michael. And Michael gets sloppy because he's emotional here. And Victor gets him in a headlock. His fangs are coming out. His venom is coming out. And he says like a very time to die. It's a, it's a, it's an homage to an action movie. And, uh, Celine then can't stand for this. And she ends up killing Victor with his own sword because she cannot stand to watch Michael be choked out and killed by Victor. Okay. Um, Especially sure. knowing the fact, I, and that's also like new news that ha- is freshly with her, that Victor is the one who killed her family. The people like in her, her whole journey being part of this elite vampire squad um, was getting the vengeance on the lichen for killing her family, all for it to be her like vampire dad who did it the whole time. So now this like this revenge journey for hundreds of years has shifted onto him. Yeah. And she did the damn thing. This is, um, you know, uh, Celine picks up the necklace that was Sonia's, uh, Victor's daughter that Lucien was wearing. Uh, all of the other lichens fade into the background because clearly now Michael is an alpha situation. Uh, the music starts to build. Celine is there. And then Celine like turns around and it's slow-mo and she goes, <gasps> takes a, a breath. She lets out a breath she didn't know she was holding. <laughs> and she stares at Michael, who's like back to himself. And then this is the end of the movie. We have our, they, they walk out. They walk out. They fuck off. They walk out. We don't know where they go. We have no idea. And then there's a voiceover and we're back in the tomb room in Vampire Headquarters. There's blood dripping into Marcus's tomb. And the voiceover is just like, yo, there's going to be consequences for my actions. I killed one vampire elder. Another one is dead. I will become the hunted. The music builds. And then, you know, it's like the beat drops, the eyes open, bang, end of the movie. It's it's a quick you know it's funny it's a quick movie and the extended version that we watched was like a little under 2 hours so I can't imagine how much I mean I could see where you can cut things but I could also see it goes quick Yeah it does go quick I know exactly where they cut and it could it, it still works it it works perfectly without any of the other stuff Um I have quickly I have some trivia would you like to know and I know you have some as well I feel like I peppered mine in throughout the episode, but I'd love to hear yours. Sure. Uh, Okay. So before this movie opened, it was greenlit for a sequel and a prequel based on ticket sales. Uh, Scott Speedman got a concussion on set. Raise's voice is actually that deep. The scenes that were featuring dogs were difficult to film because the dogs are really happy. So if you look at them in slow-mo, their ta- their tails are wagging and they had to shoot it in like little sequences to make it seem like they were vicious, but they were too happy and it created a problem. <laughs> uh, this is the director's debut. We'll talk about him. And uh, <laughs> he he wanted very little, uh, we talked about this, very little computer imagery for the fights because a lot of it was for the werewolves. Um, the the people for 
Underworld wanted a Blade crossover, but Marvel refused. There was a a a, a suit like a a lawsuit that was settled out of court between White Wolf Inc., the World of Darkness, and this movie. Just like for seventeen counts of like infringement, all of that stuff, but it was settled. Um, the model for Celine was the Black Queen Celine from the Hellfire Club. Very fun. Uh, this is all supposed to be set in Hungary. Matthias uh, Corvinius of Hungary was like Vlad's ally, you know. This was pitched as Romeo and Juliet for vampires and werewolves. Stop. Okay. Sure. Okay. Um, the sets were very small. So all of the tunnels that you see were reused a lot. Think of it like a paintball kind of set where it was just like different angles. Michael's wife, those pictures, in reality, that's Danny McBride's wife. It's just fun connection. But again, all of that was cut in the original movie. I saw one fun fact saying that one of the writers said that Michael and Celine represented interracial, interracial relationships and that all of their trials and tribulations of elders wanting to keep the bloodlines pure was a reflection of interracial relationships in real life. So well, isn't that part of the whole thing? That's part of any supernatural conversation, any type of creature. I feel like that's I mean, we talk about it all the time with the Black Witch Chronicles. I can only get I never got that confirmed. That was just oh. something that was like dropped in here. So I don't I don't know. But, you know, whatever. Um, let's see. Oh, Kate Beckinsale was a, a period piece girly before this, but she was afraid that she would be typecast as like vampire girly because she did this in Underworld, but like it didn't end up mattering. She loved it all. Um, Celine was turned at 19. That's why she's kind of a little stompy teenager. Halle Berry, Mila Jovovich, and Rhonda, uh, Rona Mitra were all uh, considered for this role. The budget for this movie was the same budget as the chase scene from Matrix Reloaded. Just put that in perspective. Uh, David Bowie, they wanted in this movie, but it just didn't happen. Oh, he would have been good. Right. The shooting out of the gun floor is an homage to the 1992 movie Nemesis, just like the car stabbing is the uh, T2 Judgment Day homage. Those are all of my fun facts. Jess, I know you have some juicy ones. I feel like my fun facts are it's more pop culture and like the drama that happened with their relationships, like the actors' personal relationships. Um, I had no, I learned today that I had no idea that Kate Beckinsale and Michael Sheen were together. They were together for eight years. I mean, granted, I was young. I didn't, I probably wasn't paying attention to that stuff. Um, they had a kid together. She, um, starred in this movie started dating the director and her relationship with Michael Sheen ended and his relationship with his wife ended. And then they went off to have a long relationship as well. And they um, divorced, I guess, like in 2018 or 2016 or 2018. Um, But Laura brought up a good point again before the episode. There are multiple This is a series, and it's based off of a book series, and there are multiple films under this franchise, I guess you could say, and they have all – I mean, there is definitely a friendship and 
things seem to end amicably because they all continue to work together. They continue to co-parent together. Kate Beckinsale is on record saying that Michael Sheen is still one of her best friends. So I think that's a testament to like everybody's relationship dynamics are so different and you can, you know, to each their own. I could never. People are so much better than me. Um, but I think it's just a testament to who they are as people. Um, I think those, that was like really the juiciest of them. Oh, and then Kate Beckinsale, she has an amazing video of like how flexible she is. Cause again, I could, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how. Kate Beckinsale is a goddess. She is stunning, 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 stunning. Okay. Let's, let's wrap up and circle back to listeners. Have you, uh, written down your five female action stars. So let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Action stars. Uh, five female action stars just found a fantastic article not too long ago that named like what top 10? What yeah, was it? Was, it? I mean, it was top 10, obviously, according to this writer and according to this website. And we'll add it into the show notes. But I remember watching this and I had made the comment to you. Oh, my gosh. She is incredible. Why doesn't she do more action movies? And you said, Jessica, there's like six of these movies. And I go, okay, put all that aside. Why is this the, why are these the only action movies that she's done? Because she's a badass. Like this should be her, her, her thing, her shtick. And you brought up the conversation. Then it like it, it, however the conversation went on a tangent, it came to the question, you asked of female action stars, can you name any outside of what we just watched? And then what constitutes, in our opinion, what an action star would be? Yes, yes. And editor Sam had a big part on this, too. Um, editor Sam helped me identify uh, some limitations that I had when I was thinking about action stars. So female action stars, the ones that I think of are um, Charlize Theron Kate Beckinsale, Mila Jovovich, Michelle Yeoh, and and let me just say blank. Let me say blank for right now because because um, the list that Jess was referring to had some like Marvel characters on it that you would think of as as maybe action stars, but like maybe not. Uh, okay, maybe my fifth would be Zoe Saldano because she is in a lot of action movies that kind of fly under the radar um, of her bigger budget stuff. So maybe those are my five. It is It is just like exceedingly difficult. Charlize Theron, to my knowledge, has only been in like two action movies, Atomic Blonde and like uh, Mad, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, but she, I would consider her an action star. Michelle Yeoh is a martial artist. Those are a little bit different. Are they? See, I don't know because I don't have an actual list. But then it makes me wonder, and it could add to this conversation, Uma Thurman in the Kill Bill series. A thousand percent. Lucy Liu in that series as well. Yeah, so you have, and then again, of course, with everything and everyone's opinions and like this website that we'll post in the show notes, at the end of the day, it's everybody's opinion when it comes to listicle items. So I found it interesting that you had some female actors who are being portrayed, specifically Marvel, but not all of them. So why doesn't that constitute? And why was an Uma Thurman on the list? I never saw Kill Bill, any of them. Um, but I know that it is action 
focused. Lucy Liu, I think that's another great example that you brought up. What is constituting who goes on what list if it just comes down to your opinions? And then, like, why is why what is the perception of is martial art different than action and the conversation around that? Because when I think of action star, I think of Jason Statham and Tom Cruise or like The Rock, I guess, in in, in a lesser way, The Rock. And I think also it's like, what I, I, I is it? Here's something. Jason Statham, I think he will always be an action star. That is what his typecast is. That is the only roles that I'm familiar with him taking on. Whereas every female that we have mentioned doesn't just do action. There is more range, you can argue. And then, but then again, we're, and it's very back and forth, which is why we're having this conversation is you could also argue, well, if we're talking about range, Tom Cruise, whatever your personal opinions of him might be, he is known for his range, both in drama and comedy, as well as action. He's not as pigeonholed as Jason is. And that's Jason's comfort. Well, you know, it's not saying like, oh, he's not good at he's good at what he does. Shout out the Meg and Meg too. <laughs> I, I love those too. movies. I love stupid action movies. So Jason Statham, <laughs> I've seen almost all of them. So oh my god, the Meg. Shout um, out the Meg too. <laughs> Did you see it yet? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it was on the plane. I didn't watch it. Um so it, it's just why this, what not that? And also, who are the, who would you categorize? Like, you had a great list, but obviously those aren't the only people who do that. It's, it just feels like a bigger conversation. It does feel like a bigger conversation. And it is too big of a conversation to have here at the end of this episode. We will... We'll spiral. Well, <laughs> yeah, we will. We will spiral. It was just too crazy. So we should we should move this conversation to another place. So if you are listening, if you are interested in our opinions on this, if you yourself have opinions on this, please let us know. Um, we would love to talk about this more in like another episode situation. We haven't done a themed episode in a long time. I think that would be fun. Yeah, we have had our like villains episode. We had our gaming episode. We had our audiobooks versus traditional. It has been a while since we've done our themed episodes. Yeah, I think that I think that would be really fun. Let us know if you are interested in that. And I think that I will be thinking about the definition of a female action star for a very, very long time um, because it's just a new thing to be angry about. Right. Oh, my gosh. Like, and, and we obviously needed another reason as if we didn't have a ton before. Um, but I think on that note, feel free, feel free to follow us on Instagram. We're at Akafe Podcast. We're also both on TikTok, Akafe Laura and Akafe Jessica. Thanks so much. And we hope to talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.